If it's so hard, just trying to figure it out, find out, trying to believe God, trying to watch the words of my mouth and stay on the right, trying to come and go, even though the talk's too high or the valley low, but never let your faith go, never let your faith go. I've been there before, so confused, don't know which way to go, stressed out, world's so crazy, miles no stay in the house, you're trying to rise up. Got terrorists disguised, they look like us, but we know who we trust. Just when I say that we gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Let's go alright. Say we gon' be alright. Sisters crime and murder, human trafficking, racism, police brutality, bullying, trouble to stay. Show me the parents of being like this. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done in the earth. Let your glory rise, let your sun shine. Let it rise through the dark. Even through the storm and the rain, we will shout. Because hey! we know that the night we gon' be every day. Why? Because we are living in a sinful body that wars against the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, greater is he that is on that is in me than he that is in the world. Now, the world is secular and the flesh is also part of the world. So, the flesh and the secular world go hand in hand. They strengthen each other because why? They have demons lurking up and down in the earth seeking whom they may devour or give information to the enemy and that we may stumble and fall. Like Jesus told Peter, the devil has desired you to sift you as wheat. But I say that your faith would not fail you not. In other words, the enemy comes to tempt you to disobedience. Disobedience in what? Disobeying, disobeying God's word. Thank God for another Sunday. Thank God for another broadcast. You can reach me at Breaker Podcast, Google Podcast, 
PocketCast, RadioPublic.com, and also Spotify. And there's many, many more uh, platforms that you can reach me with. But these are the five that I know of. And we thank God for using us in the midst of this pandemic, still getting the word of God out. And we thank God that there are multiple platforms to do so. Now, we want to thank God for being here. Thank God for another broadcast. Thank God for being who he is. He is the chief cornerstone. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Not only that, he died on the cross for us, and he rose on the third day. And we magnify him for that because he didn't have to do it. It got to a point when he asked God to take the cup from him, and then he came to himself and said, Nevertheless, let thy will be done. Because if Jesus have, have, have given up on sacrificing his life, who knows what would happen. But we thank God that he pushed forward and his purpose was fulfilled just like in the book of Isaiah when he read from the scroll. We thank God for his word and we thank God for being the word. Father, in Jesus' name I pray and I thank you for revelation knowledge. We thank you for spreading the word of God that your people may be blessed and that they may know the enemy watch thereunto being alert being in a situation when you see is coming and you know it's the enemy God thank you for giving us a warning or not only a warning but the spirit of discernment to see that the enemy is lurking and he's hanging around because you can feel the forces of evil. And you know, and the devil also know that you know. But he doesn't care that you know. He doesn't care who you are. But you have to know who you are in Christ. You are a king's kid. You are a person that God loves in spite of. Though we fall, we should not be utterly cast down, for the Lord uphold him in his hand, in his right hand. And we thank God for that. We want to talk about Galatians, the fifth chapter. This is the beginning part of Galatians before the 17 works of the flesh. And I want to read to you Galatians, the fifth chapter, 1 through the 18th verse. And the key verse in this is the ninth verse. A little leaven, leaven of the whole lump. We're going to talk about that bread. Galatians, the fifth chapter, started at the first verse. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, look. Listen, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to the to the, a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is be, Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are Justified by the law, ye are falling from grace. For read through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. This is the time when Peter was on the housetop and God showed him a vision about certain animals to eat. And Peter said, not so, Lord. Now, that was part of the circumcision and the uncircumcision. And God did away with that according to what Paul is talking about right now. He gave, he got, he got, gave away with that because 
there is no more Jew or Gentile. All are God's people. So, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. Circumcision is the law of the Jews. Uncircumcision is a Gentile. So there's no, there's neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump, which is the key verse. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none other otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. I would that were even cut off which trouble me. Now, Paul is saying he wished the people that trouble him to be cut off. If it was left up to him, he would cut them off. That troubled me. The Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but he that trouble you shall bear his judgment, who shall he be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the brethren yet have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion. Let me go back up. Then it's the offense of the cross cease. The twelfth verse. I would they were, I would they were even cut off which troubled me. The thirteenth verse. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. In other words, don't use it on certain occasions. Don't come to me on just occasions. But, you know, God is still a merciful God. But Paul is teaching that reverence God at all times, in every situation. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's part of the Ten Commandments, which was part of the law. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one another. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by the spirit, ye are not under the law. And a lot of people are still under the law. They quote the Ten Commandments. It's nothing wrong with quote the Ten Commandments. But Christ fulfilled the law so that we can have his righteousness, not our righteousness, because his righteousness is pure righteousness, and that's the purpose of him dying on the cross for us so that we can become part of his righteousness and not ours, because our righteousness is of dirty rags, and I'm going to keep saying it, Every time it comes in my spirit, because our righteousness is of dirty rags, but we're under the mercy of God and not under the law, which will make Jesus Christ not effect. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to the one 
contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Here's the thing. You're trying to keep the law without God's Spirit. It's He, Jesus Christ, that died on the cross that He made and did send the Comforter after He ascended to heaven to be our God and to protect us and not only protect us but bring the word to our remembrance and not only bring the word to our remembrance but at the same time giving us the spirit of desiring which is judgment which is king judgment or acute judgment or king discernment that you may know the acts and the wiles in the principalities, in the powers of the enemy through the Holy Spirit. Because why? The Holy Spirit is guiding us. Not only that is guiding us, it also protects us all at the same time. The key verse is Galatians 5 and 9. A little leaven, leavening the whole lump. And in the Amplified, it was for the for this freedom that Christ set up, set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery, which you once removed. Notice, it is I, Paul, who tells you that if you receive circumcision as a supposed requirement of salvation, Christ will be of no benefit to you, for you will lack the faith in Christ that is necessary for salvation, because Christ died on the cross for our sins. Once more, I solemnly affirm to every man who receives circumcision as, as a supposed requirement of salvation that he is under obligation and required to keep the whole law. Can I read that again? Once more, I summarily affirm to every man who receives circumcision as a supposed requirement of salvation that he is under obligation and required to keep the whole law. Verse 4, you have been served from Christ. If you, if you seek to be justified, that is, declare free of the guilt of sin and its penalty and place in a right standing with God through the law, you have fallen from grace. You have fallen from grace, for you have lost your grasp on God's unmerited favor and blessing. For we not relying on the law, but through the strength and power of the Holy Spirit, by faith are waiting confidently for the hope of righteousness, the completion of our salvation. For, six verse, if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. But only faith activated and expressed and working through love. You were running the race well. Who has interfered and prevented you from obeying the truth? This is a question. This deceptive persuasion is not from him who called you to freedom in Christ. The key verse, number nine. A little leaven, a slight inclination to error, or a few false teachers leavens the whole batch. Leavens the whole batch. A little leaven, a slight inclination to error, or a few false teachers leavens the whole batch. 
it perverts the concept of faith and misleads the church. That's the 10th verse. Have confidence in you and the Lord that you will adopt no other view contrary to mine on the matter. But the one who is disturbing you, whoever he is, will have to bear the penalty. Can I read that again? Tenth verse. Have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will adopt no other view, contrary to mine, on the matter. Listen, but, there's a but. The one who is disturbing you, whoever he is, or he, whoever he or she is, will have to bear the penalty. But, there's another but. As for me, brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, as I had done before I met Christ, and as some accuse me of doing now, some that accuse me of doing, doing it now, as necessary for salvation, why am I still being persecuted by Jews? In that case, the stumbling block of the cross to unbelieving Jews has been abolished. It's over. Like I forestated. It's no more Jew or Gentile. It's God's people. Like he gave Peter the vision on circumcision and uncircumcision, which is just Jews and Gentiles. And the Gentiles, there were three that came to see Peter and snatched Peter and have him to go to their houses to preach the gospel, which were Gentiles, from the vision. And Peter spoke the word of God, and everybody in that house was praising God and filled with the Holy Ghost. And these were Gentiles. Uncircumcision means Gentile. Circumcisions mean the law, the Jewish law, the Judean law, the law that you have to be circumcised. But there's no more circumcision and there is no more uncircumcision. Why? Because all souls of mine, according to Ezekiel, and the soul that sent up shall die. By Jews, in that, in that case, the stumbling block of the cross to unbelieving Jews has been abolished. It's no more. I wish that those who are troubling you by teaching that circumcision is necessary for salvation, would even go all the way and castrate themselves. Eunuchs, if you don't know uh, some eunuchs, castrated themselves because they didn't want to commit adultery or fornication. But in the Old Testament, it wasn't mentioning pretty much of fornication, but it was mostly mentioned of adultery. So, some eunuchs, well, some men became eunuchs by castrating themselves. For you, my brothers, were called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the sinful nature. In other words, discipline yourself. Keep your flesh under subjection. And how can you keep your flesh under subjection? It's by way of the Holy Spirit and by way of the Word of God. Worldliness, selfishness, but through love, serve and seek the best for one another. For the whole law concerning human relationships is fulfilled in one precept. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, you shall have an unselfish concern for others and do things for their benefit. But, there's another but. If you bite and devour one another and bickering and bickering and strife, watch out that you along with your entire fellowship are not consumed by one another. But, there's another but. I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit 
spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. Listen. Respond to his guidance. Respond. Respond to his guidance. In other words, have an ear. Like the Bible said, he did have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church, which is your spirit. Seek him and be responsible to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. For the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sin nature and the spirit are in direct opposition to each other, continually conflict, so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. And then as we begin to get into the 17 works of the flesh, but if you are guided and led by the spirit, you are not subject to the law. In other words, don't feel bad. Why? Because Jesus Christ died for you on the cross. And if you try to fulfill all of those commandments without the Spirit of God, you are going to fail. Why? Because you are in the flesh. And if you don't have God's Spirit, you are destined to fail. Leaven is a substance as yeast or baking powder that causes formation and expansions of dough or batter, an element that produces an altering or transferring influence to add leaven to dough or batter and cause to rise. Now, that's your flesh. Listen, the leaven, the substance, as yeast. That's why Paul broke it down and said a little leaven there in the whole lump. The leaven is a substance as yeast or baking powder that causes ferment, fermentation and expands expansion of dough or batter. In other words, it's been contaminated and it expands. It began to grow with, with the dough or the batter. An element that produces an altering Altering, altering your purpose, altering what God has for you because the leaven is there. Now you can rise up without the leaven. We're going to get to that. Fermentation and expansion of dough or batter, an element that produces an altering or transforming influence. And this is the act of the enemy to transform influences in your life, to add leaven to dough or batter and cause to rise. In other words, the spirit of the enemy is trying to rise up within you with your flesh against the spirit. And the leaven wants you to disobey the laws of baking, which is dough or batter. In other words, you don't need leaven to make bread. The leaven is there to alter and transform influences in your life. The bread is a kind of food made of flour or meal that has been mixed with milk or water made into a dough or batter with, with or without yeast or other leavening agents and bait. Are you listening to me? A kind of food, this is the bread, made of flour or meal that has been mixed with milk or water made into dough or batter. The milk in the, or water was made into dough or batter. In other words, the bread was flour, a powder. So you mix it with milk or water. So now it's, it becomes dough or batter. With 
or without yeast or other leavening agent and bait. Now listen at that. Listen at that. The dough is pure with milk or water. It becomes batter. Then with or without yeast or other leavening agent. When Paul said a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. Are you listening to me? Bread is a staple food prepared from a dough or flour and water. Usually by baking throughout recorded history, it has been a prominent food in large parts of the world. It is one of the oldest man-made foods, having been significant, important since the dawn of agriculture, and plays an essential role in both religious and ritual and secular culture. Now, all through the Bible, they broke bread. Why? Because they were showing friendship, and not only showing friendship, they were showing love. When you're breaking bread with somebody, even in the secular world, you might have someone that walk up to you and say, break bread with me. Now, bread in some concepts in the secular world is talking about money. But bread is the most popular thing that's in the world. It's prominent. It's, it's prominent. It's a prominent food in large parts of the world. It is one of the oldest man-made foods, having been significant important since the dawn of agriculture, and plays an essential role in both religious rituals and secular culture. Exodus, the 12th chapter, in the 15th verse, in the celebration of the Passover in future years, seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Listen. Milk and water. That's unleavened bread. In the celebration of the Passover in future, year, future years, seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, but on the first day you shall remove the leaven from your houses. In other words, get rid of the leaven. Get rid of the sin. Because it represents the spread of sin. It represents the spread of sin. For who, whoever eats leavened bread on the first day through the seventh day, that person shall be cut off and excluded from the atonement made for Israel. Get rid of the leaven. You can still rise. That's my text. I shall rise. You can still rise without leaven. All you need is milk and water. In other words, all you need is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is the water of life, and that you'll never thirst. Then he gave the Israelites a land that flows with milk and honey. So we got milk and water and bread without the leaven, because we don't need leaven. The leaven, the leaven causes destruction or it alters your life. So you do not need the leaven, according to Exodus 12, 15, for seven days. You shall eat unleavened bread, but on the first day you shall remove the leaven from your houses. Get rid of it. Because your houses, get rid of it. Because it represents the spread of sin. For whoever eats leavened bread on the first day through the seventh day, that person shall be cut off and excluded from the atonement made for Israel. Leviticus, the second chapter, 11 verse no grain offering that you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven. For ye shall not offer up in smoke any leaven which symbolizes the spread of sin or any honey which like leaven is subject to fermentation in any offering by fire to the Lord. So don't even mix honey with it. Don't even use leaven or honey. That's why they use milk and water. Keep it pure. Amen. No grain offering that you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven. 
the ninth verse, Galatians 5 and 9, a little leaven, leaven, leaven it the whole lump. Because after it rises, guess what rises instead of the spiritual attributes of God? Sin. So get the leaven out of your house. Like the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow living shall flow livings of living water. Shall flow living water. Shall flow out of your belly shall flow as of living waters. In other words, no leaven. No grain offering that you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven. Deuteronomy, 16th chapter, the fourth verse, for seven days no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory. And none of the meat which you sacrifice the evening of the first day shall remain overnight until morning. Get rid of your leftovers. Why? Because they can become contaminated. And I have some children that refuse to eat leftovers. And they will not eat leftovers. But get rid of it. Make sure there's no leaven in your territory where in your, in your surroundings. Get rid of the leaven. And the thing is, you can still rise without the leaven. The leaven is like the wheat and the tear. They grow together. But you have control over the leaven. With the wheat and the tear, there's no control of it until they're both are fully grown and then you separate it after it is full grown, after it has harvest, that's when you can separate the wheat from the chip, tear. So get rid of your leaven. In other words, mortify therefore the members that are in your body. Get rid of the sin that's trying to manifest itself. You can feel it coming. Why? By way of discernment. Hebrews the 13th chapter, verse 33. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and worked into three measures of flour until all of it was leaven. Now, according to this scripture, in the New Testament, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. It's talking about the spirit of God, God's kingdom which a woman took and worked into three measures of flour until all of it was leavened or cooked, fully cooked. Matthew 16, 6, Jesus said to them, Watch out and be on your guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, Paul was talking about that, the false teachers, when he was in Galatia, when he was telling them about Christ and the leaven of bread, the leaven the whole lump. In other words, the sin that grows within you. And then after that, he discussed the 17 works of the flesh. Luke 13, 21. It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three peak measures of flour until it was all leavened. Now these are the Gospels. And pretty much they, they preach the same, but it's worded different, but it's basically preached the same. In other words, you can rise without leaven. It may take more time because the leaven is thicker than milk and water. In other words, seeing what people's what the Bible says that. People say it's hard to live for Christ, but it's obvious that the word can keep you if you want to be kept. And you don't need leaven. All you need milk and water. And you shall rise. But the weight of the transgressor is hard. People say it's hard, but the weight of the transgressor is hard 
harder than a person that's trying to live for Christ. The reason why the word of transgression is hard because you're building blocks on sin. The more you lie, the more you keep lying. The more you steal, the more you keep stealing. That's the way of a transgressor. A person that's habitual in doing or being tempted to disobey God's word. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this word. What before you long, thank God for his word. Thank God for being who he is. And knowing that the living represents sin and unleavened bread represents the spirit of God. Because that's all you need. You can still rise. And you shall rise. You do not need leaven. Seven days. Make you some bread without leaven. Without yeast. Just get you some milk and water and flour. It's like when you make your cornbread. Some people put eggs in there to thicken it up. And some people just use milk and water. And then it takes it time to rise. Why force yourself to rise faster than you're supposed to according to God's purpose? Relax. Let God do the work and don't be like Sarah to Abraham. Sarah used leaven, which was her maidservant, and had, had Abraham to go in unto her maidservant to have a child. Now, that's leaven because God didn't orchestrate that. Sarah didn't have any patience. So she added leaven to the situation to make it rise faster, but that still wasn't God's will. Are you listening to me? Leave the leaven alone and let God raise you up the way you're supposed to be raised up. Don't fit, don't force it. Relax, let God do the work. And God is a perfect God, so don't try to help God. God knows what he's doing. There is a season and a time and a place for everything. And we need to recognize that. Keep the direction of the Holy Spirit within you. And let it guide you. Instead of you trying to do things on your own by using the leaven to make it rise faster. But remember, you shall rise without any help from the flesh. Without any help from the leaven. Use the unleavened, which is the Holy Spirit, that's going to keep you and is going to guide you into what? All truth. The word of God is the leaven that you need, which is the spirit of God. So don't mix it up. Some people put all kind of stuff in their bread. You have some people that mix marijuana in their muffins or, or their brownies, which is bread. That's a leaven. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. And continue to mix it up. What am I saying? Use the unleavened bread that God teaches. And you shall rise without committing habitual sins or having the spirit of filthy lucre. When you're trying to raise money, you let the spirit of filthy lucre seep in. That is a leaven. And then you begin to raise money faster because why? You gave into filthy lucre. And Timothy was told by Paul not to be given into filthy lucre. 
There's a lot of leavens that can creep in our lives. But you can rise without it. You shall rise. But you don't have to rise with the leaven. You can rise with the unleavened bread. Thank God. Amen. And we magnify you. And we give you the glory. And the thank you for the knowledge of unleavened bread. Because Paul said, eleventh, eleven, eleventh, a whole lump. And we don't need that. We don't need to commit crimes or sins to raise our bread. We shall rise without the leaven. And I again will say it again. I shall rise without leaven, without altering my purpose. Thank God, amen, and amen for his word. Amen. Thank God. Magnify him because who he is. And there's nothing you can do without God's merited favor. There's nothing we can do without, without that. Thank God, thank God, and thank God again. Praise Him because you and I shall rise. Amen.
Yes, you shall rise. You shall rise. Shall This 